Chapter 57, The Other Side Brack Greywall doesn't know what he's talking about. The Shane have as much right to the land as they do. We're not parasites or rustlers or whatever else it was he called us. We have been here as long as they have. We're as much a part of the land as they are. There was nothing before us. We have always been here. We only hunted what we needed, taking no more, no less. There was balance, Harmony. The wild poetry didn't ravage the land. That all changed when the librarians arrived. Organizing, categorizing, they put the lost dreams on display like so many dead butterflies pinned under glass. After the librarians came the fair people with their grand visions and designs. They sought to impose their beliefs, orders, and moralities on this place. They taught us to build cities around the library so that we could live like decent, civilized folk. They wanted us to have trade and industry, so they began to buy the wild poetry from us. They have no use for the poems. They just want us to have something for export, trade. Some of us liked what the fair folk offered. The increase in wealth, luxury was simply too much to resist. Some of us wanted to maintain the balance. Guess who won? I didn't have to guess. I didn't even bother to answer. Only waited for the poetry hunter riding shotgun to continue. Fair folk would have provided the Greywald poetry hunters with weapons and training. Anything to put the shanes of verses down. Anything to make the poetry hunters just like everybody else. Anything to impose the rules of fair trade and civilization on another people. I didn't say anything. Only waited for my guide to continue. Do you understand? Brack Greywald gives you to the librarians. You can't help us. You'll be no good to us. So you want me to wreck the car? Yes, you must escape. Listen, you made Greywald strong. You made him daring. With your control of the wild poetry, he was willing to attack Faith openly, sack the town because of you. Now, I don't know. You betrayed him because he used you? I don't care. He doesn't trust you. He's going to give you to the librarians. Then what will he do? He'll grow cautious, but may continue to take chances. He may hunt us down, search for our places of hiding. If such things are allowed to go unanswered, he may turn on hope. We cannot allow that. If you help us, Greywald won't dare attack us. By wrecking the car, by running, that accomplishes nothing. He'll just follow me. Running's worthless, and I can't stop the wild poetry. I tried. You don't have to stop the wild poetry. You don't even need to control it. We just need Greywald to believe you'll turn the poetry against him if he tries to hurt us. Cold War standoff. What? Listen, you have to escape. Wreck the car. Run. They won't chase you. They'll be too busy trying to help us. So run. Go to White Trash. Find Freeman. Ask around for the Information Superhighway. They'll take you to a non-Freeman. The Information Superhighway. You can't be serious. It's an upgrade to the Underground Railroad. Just do it! We don't have time for stupid questions! Questions like where I'm supposed to start looking. Ask anybody for the information superhighway, an anonymous freeman. Can't you tell me where to start? A person, a place, something less obvious than an upgrade to the Underground Railroad. Just go! Ask a librarian! The librarians work for Hale! My guide riding shotgun flinched as I'd struck him. 
looking wild as if he expected that one among the fair folk to materialize at the very sound of his name. Driver didn't fare much better, but at least he kept the car on the road. Did you think I had forgotten the information superhighway? Where do I start? At a bar, a diner, a back alley, somebody's home? You don't know, do you? Could it be that you're not really Shane? Oh, Brack Greywald would be too busy to follow you. You won't lead us straight to the Shane. Stupid, stupid man. Betrayed once, betrayed twice. Why should I listen to you? Won't be able to follow me? How long did it take for you to find me wandering out of the wilderness? Hours? Was it even that long? The librarians told Greywald three days ago. They told him where to find you. Then they'll tell him again. My guy didn't speak, holding a fought for breath, trying to think. They hadn't considered I would think it a trick. And it was true. I didn't know what to think. I had led them to the shame. The killing had happened because of me. I would have no more. Listen to me, Drake. Brett Greywald's going to give you to the librarians. They will give you to the kindly ones. You must know them. These fair people will be anything but kind to you. You must flee while you still have the chance. I looked at him, crossed my arms, taking time to muster my thoughts. I'm tired of running. He hit me. Stupid! He hit me again. Stupid! Stupid man! I had my hands up, trying to protect my face, cover my head, dodge his cotter-walling fist. This was insane. I blocked his fist, shattered his wrist, devoured every bone in his hand. I heard him scream. The driver screamed. Slammed the brakes. Screeching. Skidding across the road. Third car slugged us, spinning around, almost slipping over. Everything tumbling to a stop. Standing still, both cars never moving. Voices raised in anger. Shotgun wouldn't stop screaming. The driver was shaking me. My head hurt. I must have hit something. He slapped me. Shotgun wouldn't shut up. Now's your chance. Now's your chance. The driver was saying, trying to whisper, but I swear he was screaming at the top of his lungs. Then Bracht was there, opening the driver's door. The others were pulling at Shotgun's door, dragging it open. He fell out, clutching his arm. Get out! Bracht Greywald. The driver did nothing. Get out! He grabbed the driver by the collar, pulling him out of the car, dragging him across the dirt. Then Bracht got behind the wheel, slamming the door. Shut him up! Pointing at Shotgun, who'd started to holler like something out of a bad slasher flick. Then he slammed the passenger door. Just try that shit with me! Not even looking at me. Then we were gone, leaving the other cars behind us. The car still worked. Even with the shit kicked out of it, I didn't try anything. Just let time slip away. Tried not to think about the bones ripped from that man's hand. I don't remember stopping. I simply realized that Bracht had my door open. I looked around. We were back in Dayside, in front of the library. I crawled out of the car, standing shaky on my feet. Librarian was there took me without a word, took me to a cell. Dark chamber beneath the library with barely enough space for me to walk or lie down.
I didn't think much of it. As if I'd switched off after attacking that man, naming him. I hadn't intended to. I couldn't get his voice out of my head. And I saw Morning Greywold without his arm. Because of me. Morgan had been kind to me. The man in the car could have been one of the Shane. Trying to help. It was over. I had failed to stop the killing. I had failed to find the Shane. I had failed to influence the wild poetry. All that remained was for the fair folk to come for me. Del Morgan would be disappointed. I didn't even know if I was doing anything she wanted. Trying to stop the killing or simply trying to find a book? I would never know. Speaking of the book, I didn't even know if I was technically in the library or beneath it. Del Morgan would be pissed. Which was about when I realized that Jack was sitting next to me in the cell. This audio recording of The Fairfield of Gideon and the Tale of the Donkey is copyright 2011 by Keith T. Jones. All rights reserved.